0: Podcast. I'm Dr. Nash Stopko. I'm going to do live with Dr. Gates Mayor out of Granarath, Michigan. This is the Good Fires Podcast. Coming to you with a whole lot of connection, intention, and purpose, baby. So,
1: Dr. Gates,
0: is. Uh, this is our first episode yeah. since uh, you brought Marshall into this uh, beautiful
2: world, man. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's uh feel different.
0: <laughs> I'm sure, man. That's like stepping through a portal.
2: It literally was, man. It felt like I, – I mean, you just – there's no going back, right? Like, you can't put the baby back in the womb or anything like that, you know? So, uh, yeah, when I – I remember telling you guys that, and it literally does feel like that. And it it's one of those things where you don't really – like, you you remember – obviously, it's only been a couple of weeks, but, like, you remember your life beforehand, but it's just, like, way, 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 way different, you know? Like, there's – years ago yes (laughs) yes it does um but it's been cool man and i was just looking at pictures right before we were talking and stuff like that And just like we took him for his first we took him for the first time outside yesterday um and it was funny because he like uh it was kind of chilly and stuff like that so we bundled him up and all that good stuff and did he like i don't know if it's because he liked outside or maybe it was like so too bright or what but he like fell asleep in like five seconds. So <laughs> didn't even get to enjoy outside with him that much. He just fell asleep. So much stimulus. Um, yeah, just just way too much and he passed out. So um but it, it was a lot of fun, you know, just like being able to to be a dad. Um it's not something that necessarily I grew up my whole life like thinking about,
1: but it's something that I think um I feel like I've stepped into the role of like of who, who I'm supposed to be
2: becoming, you know what I mean? Like, um, it doesn't feel – like, yeah, there's challenging parts, but it doesn't feel, like, hard, I guess you could say right now. Um, yeah. In terms of, like, I just feel, like, very connected with him. Chantel gets mad sometimes because, like, I'll put him to sleep easy. And she's like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> so – Definitely got some connection with him, which is awesome. Because you want you want that connection with your son, especially you know, and just being able to, um, you know, you imagine what it'll be like the whole time he's in the womb. I um, mean, it, it's it's been better than I could have ever imagined. You know, even even just seeing him, like you can tell, like he's looking at me and like he recognizes me now, um, yeah. which is is a really really cool feeling. So, yeah, because uh... dad life. no dad no dad bod yet but dad life working on it i realize now why dude dad's strength happens man like you know that that dad's strength just just from holding a freaking 10 pound bowling ball all day man like um dude and the baby's like flopping everywhere and stuff like that you got you got to get strong real quick
0: for sure Um, you got to make up for that stability
2: yeah, right, dude. Never, I keep trying to engage my core properly while holding this kid in it. Let me tell you what, it's freaking harder than trying to engage your core when, like, you have 250 pounds on your back or something like that, man.
0: It's like that uh, gyro centrifuge ball yes. you had in the bookstore. Yes. <laughs> the baby, <laughs> That's true. Floppy all over, you know.
2: Dude, he's a strong kid, too, man. He's, like, holding his head, even from birth, like, dude was holding his head up, like, instantly. For a long period of time, I'm trying to get him, like, we were, he's got pretty strong legs, so I told Chantal, I was like, all right, this kid's walking, and, like, I looked up what the Guinness, World like, Book of World Records was for infant walking, and it's, like, six months, and I was like, we're beating it. He's gonna, this kid's gonna start walking or standing at least at six months, so. Damn. Prodigy, on his way.
1: Kid's gonna be, uh, I don't know, he's gonna be setting records. Right. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Yes, sir. So, I don't know. I I think it's super
0: cool how. I mean, I we always talked about it between Levanie and I, but we always knew that like that you're gonna fit the role so well, especially as dad. Um, well, thank you. Of course, but yeah, there's like inherent traits that you that you own that I just you're gonna be. It's gonna be awesome for Marshall too, because yeah, you know he's he's not gonna have any, you know, any limitations, or he's just gonna yes. be able to just uh keep on growing and always adapting and you know never getting stuck right never uh never getting complacent and you know his physical state mental state or spiritual state i think is just going to be beautiful to have that environment for growth for him
1: dude
2: that's that's the coolest part that like i can't wait till we can start like right now we're communicating obviously but like even more communication and just um Engaging in that stuff that both you and I have learned and hold dear to right now, I think, and, and what we talk about on this podcast, I think, is really. Um, I can't wait to pass it on. You yeah. know what I mean, and to to set him up for success in life with with good habits that encourage um, connection, intention, and purpose throughout his entire life, not just you know some of it. And granted, like there's things that he'll have to come into his own with, um, which will be hard to watch. I think he had like this had Like this little pink eye, it wasn't pink eye, I guess it was like a block tear duck, but um, probably about last week sometime. And Chantal and I, this was like his first like illness, right? But uh-huh. <laughs> and I were like, Holy crap, what do we do? And like, I i was freaking out too because I was like, Man, I do not want this kid to have pink eye and like have it get too severe. We have to take antibiotics or anything like that. Like, we worked so hard to make this kid like the pure, pure blood, right?
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um um, but fun fact, if you have a black tear duct or pink eye, breast milk does some wonders. So
1: cool.
2: just right in the eye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, so that kind of leads me into like what I was going to ask you about. So I know we talk about connection, intention and purpose, obviously every show. And you already kind of hit on some connection between you and Marshall. Mm-hmm. Some can you uh, let some of the viewers and listeners know a little bit more about your intentions so far? As, as Yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um honestly, the intention obviously started way back when we first found out we were pregnant. Um and it also transitions too along the way cuz like initially when we first found out we were pregnant, I like obviously we're trying to start a business and stuff like this, so I'm like, "Whoa, what the heck? Like we're not going to have any money to take care of this kid. We're not going to have like You know, your your mind starts racing um cuz it's nothing we've ever dealt with before necessarily. Um so automatically, like, I think my intention and connection was not there at the beginning, but over time, as he grew in the womb and as you start to connect with him in the womb, I think um, it was really cool to build up to this point and intentionally be able to know know that, okay, um, you know, we got Chantelle up on some good, um, you know, adjustment schedule to make sure she's has everything that she needs. Um, same with the baby and whatnot, and, and even like food nutrition wise. Um, so my intention shifted not necessarily from okay, how how hard this is going to be, but okay, how can I set this kid up for as much success as possible um, for what we can control, right? And what we can control is is full life expression um, as much as we'll control it to our capability as chiropractors, right? Um, and like every check mark, kid was like perfect. So Chantel, you know, every midwife checkup just like boom, 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 like textbook. My mid, our midwife was awesome. She was just like, this kid is just doing great. Um, the only like non-textbook thing was that he wasn't exactly in position prior to birth. He he was in position for like a two week time span, which is um, basically his back is to the left. They call it LOA his his back is to the left of mom's abdomen and stuff like that, just prime position. So he was there for probably about two weeks leading up to, to week forty. And um and then he switched back to the right side. But I told Chantal I was like, hey, he's just he's just scoping it out, you know? He he didn't want to stay there, but he's scoping it out for the time being. Because then eventually during during the labor process he flipped back over that side. Nice. Um nice. But so my intention just shifted to okay, setting this setting this kid up for as much success as possible. And when I say it was textbook perfect, like it really was. I know you and I talked about it before too on my voice messages and stuff. I was like, he's just hitting every mark. Like it it you know, it's hard not to think about, well, when's the shoe gonna drop? You know what I mean? Like, um, especially doing a home birth, it's it's sometimes very easy to get that in the back of your mind. Um But I was just blown away by what God did because um, Chantel's birth was overall active labor was like six and a half hours um, entirely. Like from the time her contractions started to the time um, like they popped out, it was just under nine hours. So like.
0: Her first baby, that's like really, really, really short.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, and and all of our friends were like, "What the heck?" You know, like, and obviously, um, which is cool because we wanted this to be a testament to our families and to our you know um, friends to be like, look, you know, look at not only what our bodies are capable of, but also what is possible when you do take care of things the way you're supposed to. And not to say that it's going to be perfect every time, but like, it's just a really good testament to say, you know, what you can have a successful short, at-home birth, with no complications, um, and have it be beautiful, you know, right. like, um, and that was really big for me and my family, because we had some friends that had had not so great of an experience with a home birth and a midwife, um, but a lot of that came down to really trusting innate, obviously, but then trusting to um, our midwife, who has, shout out to birth song um Yolanda she's the best super we I mean I liked her stuff from the beginning reading her her philosophy portion um on her website dude it was like if you and I wrote it
0: <laughs> I remember you told me about her like when you're looking up midwives like dude I found this midwife who literally sounds like a chiropractor so yeah yep no, well, I remember you talked about her and had nothing but praise for her early on so yeah um I guess that's one big thing that I wanted at least uh, I'm, I'm happier to kind of touch on it. Cause I was going to ask about like your process of, you know, determining what seemed like a good midwife. And I think yeah. one is literally reading up on them and finding one that sounds like at least preliminary before you even meet them is do their belief systems and their you know philosophies kind of coincide with what I'm looking for. Right. I know a lot of our listeners, I mean, chiropractors in school, out of school, whatever, eventually some point or another, most people are going to have uh, a new family member coming to this world. So I think that's a big part of the process. Um, really making yourself feel like you're having somebody who's walked that path before. And I think that's a really uh, important part of the process for having those home births is having that, that, that you know, physical and spiritual guide of a midwife that has those same belief systems. Right.
2: Yeah. And it was one of those things too, where it was a huge blessing in disguise. Cause like, we didn't have health insurance at the time. Um, we were looking up mood wise and cost benefit too. And it just like checked off every, every mark. Philosophy wise, like it was one that I knew would, would honor my intention to have this birth be
1: as, I don't know, I don't wanna say natural as possible, but have this birth be as um, less interference as possible. I guess you could say wanted to, um, follow, right. Like the,
2: right. And, and that's exactly what it was almost to the point where sometimes it'd be like, we'd go in for a checkup and she'd do her thing, check heartbeat, all this kind of stuff. And it was like, that was it. Like it wasn't a big deal. It was just a hey, baby's doing what the baby's going to do, you know? Um, and it was cool interacting with her too. Cause she had dealt with, obviously as a midlife. You'd come across different chiropractors and stuff before and just getting some insight from her on like how I can help Chantel better yeah Um, in terms of my adjusting capabilities and stuff like that um, because i mean at school i didn't really deal with a lot of pregnant females or anything like that so um i mean i was texting my body all the time for like hey what do you do for this what do you do for that um and just trying to soak in as much as i could and and she helped a portion of that too but um, yeah just
1: just choosing a, a
2: midwife based on philosophy alone was good to be able to not only recognize that whatever I wanted, she would um, respect um, because we were kind of already on that same wavelength. But then at the same time, trusting her too because she had delivered like over thirty five hundred babies. Like she had a, a, a good reputation as far as, um, you know, as a home birth. There's that. There's that. Like I said in the beginning, back of your mind, you're like, okay, what if something happens? You know, complication wise. Um, and she wasn't one to necessarily falter on that in terms of like, no, like if we're going to go, we're going to go. Like, I'm not going to wait around and see necessarily. Yeah. Uh, So that was big for us. And just, just that confidence. And I had full confidence that Chantel could do it, obviously. Um, And one, I do want to give a shout out to one book out there that was huge and integral in terms of, I think a really big mindset shift for Chantel, because, um, I mean, her and I go back and forth in terms of mentality and, and connection and tension and purpose. And she's through her own evolution process right now, but um, hypno birth or hypno there's a book out there. There's also a course, um, but it really talks about that fear, fear, pain, tension cycle um, that a lot of moms get into when they're in a hospital or when they're in a setting that's, isn't necessarily conducive to birth because of that it shares all these moments from this guy. I, I don't remember the, his name off the top of my head, but he was basically accounting, recounting like all these birth stories he'd heard where these moms gave birth. And like, like literally one of them was this mom was giving birth in the trenches of world war two, <laughs> just like gave birth. No problem. Picked up her baby and then walked like back home. Like oh. just incredible stories like that, where, no complications like did what she had to do and that's what we're capable of but you know rarely do we tap into that right and more often than not we we force a baby out uh in today's modern medicine and, and different things like that and don't let them go based on their timeline so um so yeah i mean it was it was one of those things where you choose your midwife based on the only philosophy but also your trust in them too to make the decision um Because I, you know, I wanted to trust her decision if, you know, if Chantel was like having a problematic labor or something like that and she needed to have a C-section, then it's, it's there for the reason it's put there for, not because some doctor just said we had to, but because she actually has to, you know what I mean? Um, So the confidence in that was huge too.
1: I think that's an
0: important part of, about the entire process as well, is you know, there's nothing wrong with having a child in the hospital, right? I mean, it's right. done all day, every day, probably millions of times. And I think one uh, important difference between the two is there's so, some certain level of like trust that is just hard to build up sometimes in those hospitals. Yeah. Where yeah. It's just, like uh, there's an obscure factor where like it's uh, like a little bit of a disconnect between like what you know is going on, especially as mom. Versus mm-hmm. like what the doctor's thinking, doing um, versus like the intimate at home with a midwife who you've been with the entire process. And right. um, I just think the the perception of the entire thing of like what's possible and what's not is, is a little it's, bit different.
2: Well, um, and when you have birth in the middle of COVID stuff, that was one thing that was like, we're not messing with that crap. Like I want... There's no. I put a mask on.
1: you
0: on a mask, you know. It's just like, dude, yeah,
2: yeah. uh, We were not about that, and especially at the time, like some places weren't even letting husbands go in during their
1: um, ultrasounds. Which, like, there's no way in heck. (laughs) Pen. I mean, you couldn't pay me to not do that. So, right. Um.
2: Yeah. Whether you give choose to give birth in a hospital or at home. Be as comfortable as you can and, and the, the dividends will pay off
1: you know
0: yeah and doing all the right stuff beforehand you know like, right yeah I think that's where you can build the most confidence is literally just knowing you've done everything right and
1: um, not just doing it right but you know embodying that. hmm So yeah. I and that's that's a you. Right.
2: And that's the biggest thing that I always constantly try to convey to Chantel during the entire process was like, "Hey, your body's adapting. It's it's going through things. We're doing things right. Like, it's okay if you maybe feel a little bit off sometimes, or this or that. The other thing, like, yeah, I know it can be scary because you're trying to to make your way through, but um, you're doing things the way that we know we're supposed to. You know, we're taking care of things. Yeah. And then I always come back to,
1: dude. Like, for millennia, we had babies." you know, in I don't know, barns. Like <laughs> Yeah, I mean
2: <laughs> so usually. always going back to that point of like, you know, we got a pretty good if we're in a pretty decent apartment. Yeah. And not too far away from a hospital. So
0: not too far away from hospital and literally having that that midwife of you who literally you said has yeah. delivered thirty five hundred babies, right? At home. Right. So right. um yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, did you guys do anything? So kind of take us, can you take me through like what you guys, uh, as soon as you guys had Marshall, what what was going on afterwards?
1: Oh, dude. Um, time really stops, you know, in that moment. Um, I just, I constant, well, I want to
2: back up right before that moment because there's this moment, that crescendo of, of life being born where it's like, you're, you are whole nine months and then you're pushing 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 which is also like labor and then like i just like a boom like and the baby pops out it it was pretty crazy because he was like crowning for a, a decent amount of time like obviously it was short compared to most bursts but he was crowning for a decent amount of time when you when you're counting the minutes and stuff like that and and amount of pushes um but like his head popped out, like and and I'm I'm more near Chantel's like torso, and I'm like looking at him, like and he had some of the cord around his neck, nothing like dangerous or anything like that. But um, so midwife like unlooped that really quickly. Um, that's another thing. Like we were asking about that because I guess Chantel had that too when she was born, mm-hmm. um, and like concerned with that. But it happens a lot of times to babies, and that that thing is mad stretchy. So wasn't too concerned about that, but she unlooped it real quick. And like the next push, the midwife looks at me and she's like, all right, dad, it's time to to bring your son into the world. And I just like, I was just like looking at her. (laughs) Cause I I had expressed that I wanted to catch him. Like I wanted to bring him out. Um, But my mind never really, thought about what that moment would be like i guess you could say like i just expected him to just like pop out and i'd catch him
1: yeah
2: um she was like all right dad it's time to pull your son out and i was just staring at her and then she's like "Uh, dad you got to pull your son out and i was like okay and so i went in and i and and this is that crescendo moment and i like scooped him up he cries for like two seconds um and like i I scooped him up underneath his arms and stuff like that um and bring him out bodily fluids spraying out like I'm sitting in placenta juices I don't know (laughs) and then uh so like I bring him up and like place him on Chantel and he's like laying down on his stomach he cried for about like two seconds after I brought him out and then afterwards he's just like looking around um but naked obviously and then the midwife puts like a towel over him we we asked her not to like she wasn't going to, but like wipe him off and stuff from the, um, vernix on stuff. So, yeah. um, so I'm just like, we're just like sitting there, like looking at him. I don't even know what was going on outside of that. Like I have, I have no clue what anybody was or anything was doing. Like I was just like locked eyes on, on the baby. Yeah. Uh, and just admiring how, cause we hadn't seen like, you know, nowadays you can do like the 4D photos or like the 4D ultrasound and stuff like that. Um, so we hadn't seen anything like that. So I we were just locked in, um, just like admiring him and and being like, whoa, like, first of all, pretty cute kid. Like, didn't you know like how babies pop out and they're they're like kind of their face is kinda swollen and stuff wow. like that? Well, his wasn't really swollen because during the birth, um, her water didn't break till like okay, I gotta
1: I gotta backtrack so We gotta go through this.
2: Go through it. it was, It was freaking wild, but long story short, time stops when that baby's out and you're just staring at him for the first time. So her like active labor started around like three 30 or so um, and was like progressing really, really fast. But when I had called Yolanda, I, and that's our midwife's name. Obviously, she's delivered like a lot of babies, and she wasn't. I don't think she was necessarily expecting expecting it to move as quick as it did. Because I called her, and then we, we kind of went back and forth, and I was like, "Yeah, like." And I think I was underselling the amount of contractions because I wasn't exactly timing them. And Chantel was like, "Like they were like pretty constant."
1: Um. So I kind of undersold that. Like, hey, we're we're probably further along than than I think we are because I don't know. You know,
2: yeah. uh, and trying to convey it because Chantelle too. At the same time, like, so our our midwife, she is a very like stern personality, I guess you could say, which is really good because when things are going and happening, like you need that, yeah. and she's not mm-hmm. just like this complacent like grandma. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. um And so every time we'd call her, she'd be like, "Okay, like thanks for." Let me know, and she didn't like seem concerned, or she didn't seem like she was going to come right away either, which wasn't a big deal because she kind of told us that already. Yeah, um, but Chantelle was like in the middle of labor, and she's like, I don't want to call her again because she's not going to come. Like <laughs> she's she's just um, she's just waiting basically. Right. Um, so Chantelle like kept pushing it off, and she's kind of being stubborn about it. And I was like, these contractions are like really close apart, like. I think we need a caller to come over here. And she was like, No. So then I was like, All right, but at this time, like I'm calling. That time hits and, and I was like, All right, I'm gonna call you on and she's like, No, don't. And I was like, I'll give you fifteen minutes more. Called it fifteen minutes. Um, and I was like, Hey, these contractions are pretty close apart. Like, I, I kinda think you should start making your way over. She's like, All right, I'll start moving over. I'll probably be there in about an hour. I was like, All right, whatever. Um, and then in the meantime, Chantel, she's either in the the tub and the hot water and the shower and the hot water. And like 15 minutes after that phone call, Chantelle gets up out of the tub and she's like standing there. And she goes, I just hear like Gates. I think I feel his head. And I was like, Holy crap. Like how do we go from just a few like contractions to feeling his head? Like we missed something. Yeah, right. We skipped. Um, yeah. We skipped a step um and in my mind obviously i'm like frank i have to deliver this baby
1: like <laughs> i'm not prepped for this you
2: know um and so i call yolanda and that's the new blacks name and i was like hey um i think you feel we think we feel his head and she's like what and just hangs up the phone um and then she so she calls me like so she hangs up the phone and I was like, Well great, like I don't know what I'm supposed to do in this time period. Right. Um, so Chantel's just kinda hanging out there still. Um and then she she calls me again probably about five, ten minutes later. She's like, Sorry, I hung up, I was brushing my teeth <laughs> and like getting ready to go. Um, but I'm hitting over now. You need to get her out of the tub basically and onto the bed. Um, and we had like these bed pads, so we had to get everything ready on the bed. Yeah. Um and pull the towels out and stuff. So Chantel's like laying there on or well she's in the tub and then Yolanda's like hey you got to get her on her her left side um and have her lay there put something in between her legs um then I'm on my way so i think the baby's head is popping out cuz i tried to feel it too and, and and obviously it's our first time like we thought it was his head you know yeah she lays down and then i'm looking obviously at the birthing canal and it's the like water sac that's actually protruding out gosh and it was it was crazy, like this thing, you know, like those squishy balls that have like stuff inside of them yes. with the liquid, and you squeeze it, and you can see it floating around. That's yes. exactly what it looked like. Dude. Wild. It was, it was wild. But then at the same time, I'm like, man, if this thing busts, like I don't know what to do. Like Yolanda's still on the speakerphone, and she's like asking me questions, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like I can see the water sack, um but it's protruding. Like <laughs> this thing's ready to blow. Right. Um, and so she's like, okay, I'll be there, blah blah blah. Chantel's just like she's in in labor, right? Um, and at this point, I think she did have a significant amount of pain because she was having trouble relaxing because Yolanda wasn't there. And um, she thought she felt his head and I was like, Hey, it's okay, like it's not his head. How can we make you more comfortable? But I think she was having a hard time relaxing. Um. So, and she was not there. So I think she was trying to, you know, not relax too much so that this thing didn't pop out, right? Yeah. Um. And dude, this thing was like with each contraction, like, a l- dang near like about to bust any moment, or like it was, it was like almost like a tennis ball was like sticking out basically of the yeah. And at one point, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, like my mouth is open. And I'm like, holy crap! Like this baby's coming. Like can't see him. And then I was like, I should probably close my mouth in case this thing busts and then, like, <laughs> shoots inside my mouth. <laughs> um. And so, in the meantime of all this going on, my parents and my sister are on the way. They get there probably about like nine ten or so. Um, and Yolanda's on her way. She's probably going to be there in ten minutes too. So they come up the stairs. I was like. Um, hey mom and dad, like you should probably go to the hotel. Um, because the last thing I think my wife wanted was to hear like my dad's voice and my mom's voice outside the place, even though like her mom was in there and stuff, but just trying to make her more comfortable. Yeah. Um, and my sister was there in case she needed to help too. because um, originally she was gonna be there in case Chantel's mom wasn't able to be there. So it was like, Hey, can you just keep an eye out for the, the midwife? And my mom and dad, they ended up not going to the hotel. They ended up just waiting outside. I think they were more concerned probably because like I was like freaking out externally maybe i'm i'm not necessarily the best at keeping even though my mind like i can keep composure my facial expression looks probably different than normal yeah, yeah. so um you know even though inside i was like kind of freaking out but not like to the point oh she's gonna like die or anything like that You
0: know, no 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 but i mean dude it's exciting like
2: it's exciting yeah and so um so they just waited outside and then yolanda gets there probably about 9 20 ish um and then like two contractions later this thing pops, right? Um and so like then it's go time, right? Like it's it's time to push and everything like that. And Chantel's pushing, pushing, pushing. Um Yolanda keeps listening into the heart and different things like that. There was one part where like she was like, Hey, like you have to be intentional
1: about these pushes every time because he's coming around like the bed basically. you can't stay there for long. Um so
2: push pushing, push And 10, ten twelve big boy pops out like I pull him out, and everything like that, and um just like a rush, I don't even know how, like i've I've been trying to figure out the exact emotion that it and the closest thing that I can come to is just pure gratitude and just like a rut just like f- full full on gratitude as as much as i I can probably think of um and pulled him out and just like this beautiful moment of looking at him staring at him as different things like that just thinking to myself, wow, like, this birth was, <laughs> went freaking perfect. Like, yeah, there was craziness in the in the meantime, but um, I'm glad that everything basically worked out to the time when we told my parents, because Chantel was, like, convinced it was false labor when we called my parents. Yeah. But I was like, no, babe, like, these are, like, 10 minutes, pretty much on the dot, every for, like, three hours.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I think because she had listened to so many podcasts that talk about false labor and different things like that. Um, And so, just pulling them out, like just this intense rush of emotion, gratitude. Like, I didn't feel like crying, but like, just like intense, you know? I don't even know how to describe it really, but, um, and it was really cool to see too. Like, Chantel, there's so many hormone surges that are going on and whatnot. Like, at certain points, she's like shaking and different things like that. And I'm like, are you cool? Like, are you, like, I, I didn't know what it was, but um, the midwife was just like, no, it's just like a hormonal surge, like, it's normal. And it's good because she's expelling these different hormones that were used for the birth. So
1: uh,
2: just, just incredible to think about the body's capability. Um, And Chantel was most nervous probably about like nursing and different things like that, because you have to nurse right away and get some colostrum and stuff like that. But um, I mean, dude latched pretty much perfectly. Um, They both did a great job. And then ever since then, like her milk supply has been like, like a ton, which is great. And she's like, at times she's like, oh geez, my milk supply is like so much. Cause sometimes she'll do what's called the haka. I don't know if you've heard of that, but uh-huh. it's kind of like, not a pump, but it catches some of the milk lead down that comes from the other breast when the baby's feeding on the other side. Sure. And she'll have like consistently like three to four ounces and stuff. And she's like, man, like, it's just so much. And I'm like, don't put that out <laughs> like take what we can get like but don't put that out in the universe like you wanted a lot of milk so yeah um and just like embrace it and so um overall man just like seeing that adaptation and seeing the the amount of body's natural capability in that moment to so that crescendo to that that one portion where it, it builds up to that point and i'm just kind of like you're just kind of watching and waiting and I'm, I was trying to like soak in as much as possible
1: so that I could just remember it like crazy vivid. Um, and so
2: pops out, pull him out and just like, just that rush of gratitude, that rush of just like, wow, this is my kid. And it still doesn't feel real, but, um, you know, just the, i I just am constantly in awe of like, dude, like, this kid formed in the womb for nine months, and we didn't have to do anything, you know? It's not like we we thought about how to form him or anything like that, you know? Um, so it just consistently is, like, incredible to witness and watch that process.
0: Organization of all of it, right? Or, like, I mean... Right. I mean, it's it's amazing the, the development of a baby in the womb, I you know, especially with you talking about it. You know, from the first, the very first thing to start to develop, right, is a nervous system. Yeah, dude. And, you know, not just from nervous system, but from, like, nervous system to, like, internal organs, brain, to literally uh, all the way down to, like, their little face to, like, hands, you know, I don't know, man. Just the organization of it all is just so amazing, so...
2: And dude, that was the one thing that I was like, this is incredible.
1: Yeah. The fact that this baby could be formed in like this brain and nervous system form like I had seen other kids and like their nervous system, like the reflexes and stuff, but even more
2: so seeing the reflexes on like one of them kids is just like, wow. How how in the heck did this form? <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah. yeah. And Formed not just from you, but from you and Chantal, so. Right, yeah.
2: <laughs> A
1: two-part two, two system.
2: That's amazing. But, yeah, dude, it was, uh, I don't know, just just that moment of, like, intense, like I said, gratitude that I just consisted me back to. And I tried to, like, do my best to recount the story. So, like, I wrote it down in my notes on my phone or whatever. Oh cool. Trying to just like times, place, all this kind of stuff. Cause before when they first started, we were at this park. And then we went to Meyer for some reason. I don't remember why. <laughs> um but just like they were constantly ten minutes. I so am just trying to like remember little things like that so that I can look back on it and try to like I said before, just soak it all in as much as possible. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: What's it what's it been like since I mean so, it's been two and a half weeks?
1: Yeah, about.
0: Um, so, with Marshall, is he, you know, tell, tell us a little about, like, uh, what he's doing now. Like, sleep patterns, you know. Yeah. Activity.
2: Yeah. Um, it's a lot of sleep, a lot of eating. Um, uh-huh. Kid eats, like, none other, dude. Like, we, I think he's going through a growth spurt right now because, um, he was probably at the beginning eating about two ounces or so. Okay. And then recently he's been up to like four ounces, like just a lot, maybe even more than that, a lot of milk because um, this past weekend I, I wanted to give Chantel a little bit of break so she can catch up on some sleep. So
1: yeah.
2: I wanted to kind of avoid bottle feeding as much as possible, but every now and then like I'll feed him a bottle just so we can connect, but then also give Chantelle a time for like break. Um, because it, it's hard, it's hard breastfeeding. You know, I think that's one thing that I, um, I probably didn't give enough credit to moms prior to this. But just like breastfeeding is difficult, especially when he's eating probably about every three hours or so. Um, it just it's taxing. Um, so trying to support her um, and he's just gobbling up food like crazy. Right. Um, sleeping patterns. I mean, he, he stays asleep. He likes to snuggle a lot. So it's harder to put him in like his bassinet. Um, so sometimes I'll just like lay on the couch and just like hold him and fall asleep and he'll sleep too. So, um, but he's been doing this thing where like, he, he's not awake, but he'll, um, he's not crying in his sleep, but like, he like, kinda of like fake crying a little bit.
0: Like fussy a little bit or yeah, just
2: like a little fussy. Um but I mean again like I think he just like likes to be near people and likes to be comforted and stuff like that. So um honestly I get mad though when I get home and like he's asleep and I'm like damn like I want to hang out with him and stuff.
1: Yeah um actually there's this there was this one part last week where I was able to hang out with him and uh and um i'm going to show you this picture because it's like by far the funniest picture i've been able to take of him because i I don't even know what he was doing
2: he was like sitting on my lap and he just like was making this like
1: like weird face oh
2: my god basically butt naked his belly looks like a distended belly from like freaking african children you know just like
0: the kid looks like he hasn't had protein in a while or something.
2: Dude, I I don't even know. Like, he's just, like, sitting there and his, like, chin is tucked back, <laughs> chin is tucked back like, so deep. And oh, I, yeah. I'm just, like, I'll sit here and look at it and just, like, crack up. Like, this is yeah. like, one of my favorite pictures. For real. That and that and when he's, like, sleeping, he'll smile because he's, like, pooping, I guess, and stuff. Oh. So that's always funny to me. Um,
1: oh, man. But, but it's,
2: yeah, it's been good trying to, like, keep up on adjusting and, and, you know, keeping an eye out for different cues that maybe he needs to get adjusted and whatnot. Um, Yeah, adjusting babies is kind of hard. I don't like adjusting babies because they're so delicate, you know. Um, They need it, but they're so delicate. So, it's not necessarily my forte. Um, So, I've been adjusting them up until now, but what we'll probably end up doing is just taking them to another Pete's Cairo. Yeah. Just to continue you know, getting him the best care possible. Um, and I'll still adjust him every now and then, obviously, but I want to make sure that
1: he gets, you know, even more set up. Right. So, but there's nothing better than adjusting your kid, like, and especially,
2: too, when you're, you're doing it from the get-go. You know, it's not like he's 10 and he's getting started adjusting, like, day one, hour, like, hour one, yeah. you know?
0: And just, uh, I don't know that that positive feedback on physical touch
2: right that's like, right yeah yep. and he he dies on that so that's another reason why too i'm like i don't really want to put him in the bassinet because he again he does better and it's kind of like a no-no nowadays to like technically sleep with your baby but right the more i talk to moms and the more i research people do it all the time and obviously we've been doing it for centuries right so okay. yeah
0: yeah Um, what were people doing back before right yeah you just gotta
1: be you just gotta be safe about it um but yeah one of the biggest problems is like making sure that peanut like our cat
2: didn't try and smother him while we were sleeping basically yeah so what's peanut been like oh dude she so when everything was going down we put her in another room obviously and whenever we lock her in a room she gets pissed because she likes to be out and about but it's like you can't (laughs) You can't be there for the birth, like sorry, kitty. Um and so like the first couple of days, every time she heard him cry, like she'd hiss and snort do her like snorting thing like that. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Um, and then once everybody kind of left, because, like my family was here in town and stuff, and so yeah. she was just all around in a pissy mood. Um, every time she'd sniff something from him, hiss, you know, do her snorts. Um, and then now it's like when he cries, she doesn't really care, but she'll come and like, just kind of like look at him. Um, I, I've been taking him over to like when we feed her taking him with me. so she sniffs him and like, she can get that kind of positive emotion too. And so it's recently she's been really good and just like observing, sniffing, not really one way or the other. But then yesterday, dude, I was napping with him in bed and she came up. And usually when she sees that he's there, she's, like, kind of sad. Because I I hold him, like, on my side, which is kind of where she would sleep. Yeah. when. But yesterday she popped up and she knew he was there. And so she just laid down next to him like he was, like, my arm basically. So That's they snuggled great. up a little bit yesterday. It was their first snuggle. She only stayed for, like, five seconds. But, you know, it's a start. So trying to, to ingrain, hey, you got to protect this kid. You got to help him and, and do all this kind of stuff. So she, she's learning, you know, she's learning just like him. But, oh, I forgot to mention, dude, the coolest thing about having a kid is watching their body adapt, like, to the external world, you know? Like, kid has never breathed there before. Kid has never had a, his own heartbeat. Kid has never, like, filtered his own blood, his own poop, yeah. like, his own urine. And seeing that, like, process take place is something that is so – maybe taken for granted and we don't think about but just watching that adaptation take place before my eyes is just like continues to
1: i I continue to love it you know what i mean um and same with Pina, she's adapting too we're all adapting right big
2: sister i think i'm running off five hours of sleep consistently now so how's that been for you It's been off and on. Like some days I won't care too much. And then other days when I wake up, like it's really hard, like waking up every three hours. I'm not going to lie. Like that freaking sucks. <laughs> to feed him or change him. Like the last thing you want to do is change his diaper at 2 a.m. in the morning. There's been some times where I'm, I look at Sean and I'm like, do we really have to change it? <laughs> like, Can we just leave it? But um, she's been good about keeping up on that. So um, sleep-wise, you know, like running on short sleep, it hasn't been too bad. You know, like you just kind of do it. You just kind of make it happen, and then every now and then you can catch up. Like the reason why I started sleeping with him somewhere too, like on the couch or something, where I hold him, is because
1: I can actually sleep more doing that. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's been good. Um, just trying to like, I don't know. You just, like I said, you just kind of do it. You, you yeah. don't. Um, yeah. You don't think about necessarily like oh my sleep schedule is going to be jacked tomorrow like i'm gonna suck at work or like oh um i hate not getting eight hours of sleep you just kind of do it and you run with it i guess you know
0: adapt or die right so you just gotta you yourself was a big adaption adapting period too not just March. yeah
2: yeah yeah that's totally true
0: yeah, uh everybody's entering a new realm of like who they're, who they're becoming. So that's, that's yeah.
2: Oh, definitely feel leveled up. I told Aaron Madison the other day, I was like, man, I'm trying to beat all these dads out and like not be a basic dad. So trying to make that happen, you know, and the more I can do that, the more I can
1: continue to take it another level, take it another level up to where I need to be. So, Um, so, with the leveling up process, um, how does uh how does
0: Chantel feel about what, like, her, I mean, she's going through about more changes than anybody, right? So, yeah. what's that been like for her recently? I mean, no, two, um, two and a half weeks out. So, she's sleeping a lot still, I'm, I'm assuming?
2: She's trying to. She ebbs and flows. Um, okay. It's one of those things where I have to constantly remind her that, like, they, like, you have to take care of yourself. Like, you cannot... Skip supplements, you cannot skip sleep, you cannot like just be on your phone, like you have to prioritize yourself, yeah, um, and when she does that she she's a lot more benefit when I see her not doing that is when she gets a little bit more like either frustrated or or you know not feeling herself um so I think her adaptation right now she's still like in the thick of it, yeah, more than maybe I am, even um and she's making it through i mean she's she's a great mom and she's been doing her thing but it definitely can be frustrating when like if maybe sometimes he doesn't latch like he's supposed to or or like um he was doing this thing for a little bit where he was just like like biting down instead of like suckling for milk and stuff like that so that kind of pissed her off a little bit (laughs) um but just just making sure like to let her know she's doing a great job um
1: which is hard
2: for me because like, I am not the world's most encouraging person per se all the time. So like, I've been trying to be more adamant about that because she needs it. Um, Oh yeah. And trying to do anything I can um, to help support her. Um, But she's,
1: she's making it through. It's just, uh, I think it's a little bit more challenging than she had maybe anticipated or like, But she doesn't prioritize herself very well. So she's, she's being a mom in terms of, like,
2: prioritizing him. Oh, yeah. And putting, putting herself on the back burner. So I've just been trying to remind her, like, hey, you still have to take care of yourself so that you can be mentally
1: clear, too, um, and physically not be bogged awesome. down also. Right? What?
0: I would just be the best for Marshall.
2: Right. And so in any way, I can try to do that. I try. Um even if it's just to remind her to eat or even if she just like needs to go do some stretching or something like that so i think it's been it's been maybe a little bit more difficult for her on the
1: post post um birth side not like a postpartum type of thing or anything like that yeah but um she's learning too awesome bro um, I do have to
0: split. So unfortunately I have to cut this talk a little bit short, but I can't wait to dive more into it, bro. Cause yes, I feel like we're still just like tip of the iceberg with everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know, the beautiful thing is, man, we we watch this whole process with you. So
1: yeah, that's Aren't true. You?
2: Yeah. Y'all get front row, front row seats.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. man. So thank you so much for sharing everything. Um, give you have any final thoughts or anything you want to share with everybody?
2: Um, I mean, just if you're having a baby or you think about having a baby, just sit back and sit back and admire it. You know. Don't try to force anything, just sit back and admire it.
0: Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you so much, Gates. That's and thank you all good fighters for listening today. Hope you guys had something uh, you know, to take away from this that you found valuable. I know I did. Um just thank you for sharing. And I mean, it Yeah. Gives me a lot of insight into something that I don't know anything about yet. So Yeah. Um, glad I
1: could. Glad yeah. I could share.
0: Well, you're an inspiration, bro. Um, To all good fires out there, you know where to find us. Thank you so much. Keep fighting that good fight. Yes, sir. Choose your destiny.